What a jerk. All right. See you soon, Logan. Typical Logan. What the fuck this... is wrong with Logan? I don't know. What's wrong with him? He's not recording when he said he might. I know. Can he hear us? Oh, he can. Oh, maybe he can. I don't know. His video's not on. He's going to get a drink? That's not, that's not a way to solve your problems. Wait, why are we whispering? He either has headphones on and is listening to oh, us I don't whispering. Know. Or, no. I just assume he had a microphone and a speaker set up. Because every time he talks, all I hear is the same thing over and over and over again when he says it, and then it kills my ears. It's true. This movie. Did I'm you start get... doing something different? Me? Yeah. Uh, with audio? Yeah. Like, from the beginning of this call to now, I changed? Yeah, it's back now. All right, go oh. ahead. You said, this movie. Like, start there. Go. Okay. This movie uh, is not what I said. I said this Game of Thrones game. It looks pretty good. The graphics look like interesting. You said this movie. I said this game. This Game of Thrones movie this game. Gamer gate. This makes me want to play. It makes me want to read the books more than most things. I don't know why. Just like seeing these characters in that like Telltale style of like character design, but slightly more realistic. It's pretty pretty. All right, now ask if Kevin's here. Is uh, Kevin here yet? Uh, no way. Ask if Kevin's. If we're waiting on Kevin. Are we waiting on Kevin? No, I don't think we're waiting on him. Uh, he might show up later. He's just doing some bullshit. I don't know what's wrong with him. Oh, is this an important to him? I don't know. Two weeks in a row. No one does that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Only some no jerk one. would do that. Why was Listen. Kevin not on last week? Is it because he just forgot or he got bored? I think it's because he had the children's. And he was just like busy with Thanksgiving and the children's stuff. We couldn't come together. Sounds made up. Hey, you guys! If you had a lady next to you in that podcast booth, would you would you treat her right? <laughs> next to you over there. You better believe it. All right. I miss Kevin. So, do we need to talk about Kevin? I'm. Gonna... <laughs> hey, let's talk about that Kevin or whatever. Oh man. Can we play like a fan noise and like memoriam <laughs> to make us feel more comfortable? Like <laughs> Kevin's here. All right, Kevin will maybe join us and totally derail whatever good point somebody was finally getting to. Okay, yeah. let me read my notes. I just took them like three hours ago, but I still now somebody myself. somebody say something funny so I can like have the intro music playing here, and then it'll be a gag before the intro. Yeah. Wasn't funny. Did you read that article that FSU fans are the new Gamergate? You're the new Gamergate. I wish, man. <laughs> oh. Everybody laughs, so that sounds cool. No, oh. <laughs> oh. Perfect. Welcome to. Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Nope. <laughs> I didn't read that. So, hey! Okay. So, hey! What? Hey. Let's talk. Hey. hey. So, hey! 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 Let's, let's, let's talk about that movie, hey? Or whatever. Okay. Or whatever. Alright, sounds good. This week's pick is Prince Avalanche, a 2013 film 
directed by David Gordon Green uh, and starring. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Paul Rudd and Emilio Hirschman, or uh, the American version of that. I think it's pronounced Paul Hirsch. Yes, Paul Hirsch. Hirsch. Or Judd Hirsch, I forget. And, uh, yeah, so, would you guys recommend that people watch this movie? Yes, with an asterisk. All right. worth watching. Elaborate on your asterisk, Dylan. Say Uh, asterisk, and then include your thought. Okay. Uh, Hey! Gold. No, I wasn't. I just restarted recording again. Right. Jesus. Say it, say it again, Dylan, and make it last five minutes so we can see if it's going to shut off again after five minutes. Okay. Uh, this is really hard. Hey, does anybody have any anecdotes about Robert Zemeckis? <laughs> oh, the director of the Back to the Future trilogy, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I guess really he did s- do that now that you mention it. Yeah, right. Um, he did. Uh, yeah, I read a thing, uh, where he said that if you're directing a film, uh, and someone's taking a picture of you, you always uh, try to, like, point off, off frame, so it looks like you're doing something. And if you look, uh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Take three! Uh, and if you look, though, like, a lot of that, a lot of directors do that, and now, like, I'm paying much more close attention when I'm looking at directors, pictures of directors on set, trying to look like they're busy. It's pretty funny. I would I would point at a sheet of paper and hold it near somebody else. <laughs> that makes sense. I would uh, touch my lead actor, just on the shoulders. The shoulders. That's an interesting choice. So it looks like we're buds, but we're not too close. I'm just looking forward to you directing a movie and me seeing uh, production photos and Always you just pointing. awkwardly touching someone's shoulder and they look kind of weirded out. On the other hand, I point. <laughs> Go over there. Yep. <laughs> I was telling him is the caption. Oh man. And when I go to conventions, you know, for thirty years and I live off the movie that I made, I, I tell the same story over and over again when I show that picture about how I touched that guy's shoulder and I pointed. You better make a really weird or bad movie. That was saved in editing. <laughs> called Star Wars. Episode four. It wasn't called that at the time. Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to this is that movie or whatever. You've got a movie here. Quit stealing that from me. All right, damn it. Wait, weren't we saying something good? We were saying something good. What were we saying? All right. Hey, let's awesome. talk about the movie or whatever. And then we said, let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Let's talk about Pearl Harbor or whatever. It happened. Damn today, it. What guys. point were you making? Oh, you asked us uh, if we recommended it? Oh, yeah. And you said, ah, I recommend it with an asterisk. I did. And, and then you started into your asterisk, and that's when it went out. So do that. All right. Where should I pick up? <laughs> With the word asterisk. Okay. I would say I like this film. I would recommend it with you... an asterisk. Yes? Are you All directing right. me right now? Are you pointing? I am. I this see. is it's my episode. I'm pointing. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, say asterisk and go. I think we got the intro to that. You literally want me to say the word asterisk. Yes, and please. Then start go okay. Okay. Uh, asked, I can't, that's so unnatural. <laughs> it just kills me when I say Hey, okay. Dylan, what is the word that starts with an A and means asterisk? Uh, asterisk. <laughs> that's good. I'll isolate that and put it right before you talk. Now, go Thank ahead. Thank you. Uh, I would reckon this film with an, uh, oh, shit. I said it again. This is really stupid. Why are you making me do this? 
Just tell us what you mean. We did. We don't know what you mean. Okay, here's what I mean by that. Um, I think in many situations, this movie, you have to be ready for kind of a, a downer, introspective, soul-searching film. Like this is this is therapy. Uh, yeah, or like two or three person. I mean, this is yeah. Yes, yeah, you 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 might not want to watch this on Friday night while you're partying. Oh, there you go. While you're partying with the boys, this wouldn't be a good. Hey guys, let's watch. I know you want to watch like a horror comedy. Let's try this. It's got. Hey Paul bros. Let's pop on Prince Avalanche and have a good time. <laughs> it's going to be some good instrumental, some good views of the Texas wildlands. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I'd, so I'd, I'd, I'd say it's good, but know what you're getting into. I'd say this is a good, um, a good like afternoon by yourself film, and it's cold outside, and you're wrapped in a blanket. Would you say it's a good Sunday afternoon film? It's a good Sunday afternoon film, which is exactly uh, when I watched it, and it was pretty cold in our house. <laughs> it felt pretty good. Uh, yeah, so it's very interesting. I, w- I would say it's kind of like the it's it's like a partner to the master. I mean, obviously, it's not as well made as that, but like that movie is about a man who is completely irredeemable. This movie is about you know two people finding themselves. I don't think that movie is about a man who's completely irredeemable. I well, let's save it for the master podcast. All right, all right, maybe we should. <laughs> In that, Logan, what what about you? What did you say, I'm sorry? I'd recommend it. It's worth it. It's not. It's kind of slow. It's weird. It's not like an action-packed movie or anything. It's not even. There's no action. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's some wheelbarrow riding. Yeah, it's true. But it's just kind of. It's really quirky and weird, and just kind of stays in one place. <laughs> would you call absolute... this film? A sh- a sh- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What would it? Oh, I. Well, I just. Would you call this film as a general question? Would you call this film a shoegazer? Is this a shoegaze film? I don't know. What that term means? Well, would you call this a mumblecore? This is a mumblecore. I no? guess it is. Okay. I wouldn't call it that. There's some mumbling. Yeah, it's not really. I think they're generally like I don't know. Mumblecore is more woody banter, isn't it? They got to be wearing checked vans and horn rim glasses, I guess. Or not wintry banter. Wintry banter, which this said it was kind of wintry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, Logan, uh, you would recommend the film, but... Yeah. I, yeah. Kind of like like Dylan said, with an asterisk. That's cool. So, most movies that you guys recommend, they would be great to watch during a party. Some of them, yeah. Like Norwegian Ninja? Fuck yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a great movie for a party. Like, so you're in an environment where you don't have to pay attention to it at all. Yes. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I agree with that. That's my recommendation for that movie, by the way. I'm updated. All right. So you guys would both recommend Norwegian Ninja if you're at a party. Or maybe like broadcast on the wall of a bar and like they're not playing the sound. That wouldn't be too bad. Okay. Um, I myself, since nobody wants to ask me if I'd recommend Hey Matt, what do you think of this movie? Don't don't do that. Alright. That's not. Uh yeah, I would also recommend it though. Uh maybe with some sort of an asterisk or some sort of other uh, arcane punctuation. Uh, the mysterious and... semicolon. No one knows exactly how it works. What is that? What I don't even understand. Yeah, I think it's good if you like. If you want to watch like a kind of a quiet movie, that's you know, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so you guys ready to talk about it? Yeah. I'm ready to continue talking about it. Let's do that. Continue, let's continue to talk about this movie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, they know two Tristans. I thought that was funny. 
<laughs> There's a lot of cute little things and a lot of repeating, you know, a lot of repeating themes here. Yeah. About that. Like, I like how all the animals were, it's, it was kind of like a Greek chorus. Like all like the slow turtles and the slow like caterpillars. And when Paul Rudd in the middle of the movie is like having his fantasy house life. And he just looks over, there's two jackasses just staring at him. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> and that's my thoughts. It's pretty good thoughts, Dylan. Thank you. Those are some thoughts. I thought them myself. Hey, uh, do you guys know that this movie is a remake? What? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I honestly did not. It's a remake of an Icelandic film called Either Way. That's fucking weird. Which I I watched uh, after I found that out. That's, and um, that's kind of yeah. bizarre. A little bit, yeah. And it's like it's not a shot for shot remake, but a lot of the stuff, like so much of it, every beat of the scenes are like exactly the same. That's like, disappointing. They have a lot of interactions that are the same. <laughs> it's um, interesting. It did have an unnatural feel to it. Some of it. I mean, like at least the the conversation. So that that makes sense. Yeah, we've talked uh, insufferably <laughs> about on this podcast about how movies are made and should you know anything about how they're made and directorial intent and this should does that matter and whatever blah blah blah. And uh, so to continue that discussion, I am going to now make another point that will lead absolutely nowhere. When I found that out, that it was a remake of an Icelandic film, I kind of liked it a little less. Like when I found out that it, so much of it was just exactly the same from this Icelandic film. But then when I found out more about how this movie was made, I liked it a little more. Because uh, apparently, um, you know, Explosions in the Sky did the score for um, uh, Prince Avalanche. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've heard of those guys. What is that? I like the music. (laughs) Yeah, the music was really good in this. Yeah, it's kind of like ponderous instrumental stuff. I I like uh, Explosions in the Sky. They're apparently like those guys know David Gordon Green. And they were just like, hey we should do a movie together. And he was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and then one of the guys from Explosion in the Sky was like, hey, you should go to uh, Balstrup State Park where there was just a whole bunch of fires and the stuff is just starting to kind of grow back. And so that probably would look pretty. And he was like, okay, well, sure. And let's just do this Icelandic film there. And so they had the idea in February and then started shooting in March and they shot it. It took like two weeks. That made me like it more. I kind of like that. Just sure. Let's just go do this thing. And they just fucking do this movie that was actually pretty good. Wait, wait. So so the first idea was the music? Well, not that the idea was the music, but the musicians said, hey, let's do a movie together. And that's what came out of that. That I could, I mean, now that you say that, it makes sense. The music was like perfectly integrated. I mean, just the soundscape was perfectly like, yeah, perfect in the film. I really loved how, um, yeah, when he, you know, when he finds out, of course, that his uh, his fiance girlfriend 
uh, dumped him. You know, there's like the fast moving on the payment and then um, the kind of muffled phone Which call. Which I, and... I love that shot. Like, oh, all, yeah. all the shots of the pavement. I was into yeah. Yes. And um, I just loved how when they hang up, you know, went to a dial tone uh, and then that just turned into like the whistling of the wilderness. That was really effective. It just kind of like over. It just kind of watch that again. It just kind of like melded into the. Uh, just turned into the like drone of the phone to just like the drone of being outside. And, oh, it was really good. Yeah, it was. I I do. I feel like all of the changes, like you know, from the Icelandic film, I liked. I thought it was kind of better. What were some of the changes? There there was a bunch of little stuff. Like there's stuff happens just a little differently, but sort of still the same. And then there, but then there's some stuff like, uh, um, well, first of all, the Emil Hirsch character, he actually did at least at first come off to me a little more as like legitimately slow. That's something that Paul Rudd says in the movie is he kind of alludes to that he thinks his, his, uh, his girlfriend who he's writing to, his brother, it, yeah, we didn't describe this movie at all. No, he didn't. All right, Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch are painting lines on... <laughs> they're repainting lines onto a stretch of uh, road that's just totally... There was wildfires and all the woods are burnt out and weird. And um, Paul Rudd has a relationship with a lady who has a child. And he's pretty serious about it. He thinks they're kind of... You know, they're a family, sort of. And he, he sent a super pretentious letter to her. That's how the movie opens. Yeah, I, I kind of love that letter. It gives you like a good good idea of his state of mind. It's going into it. In a movie with two characters, it's a good use of... It's a necessary use of narration. <laughs> a thing that I usually hate. So Also, though, that's totally what that guy would be doing. Oh, like, yeah. He would be spending his time writing letters to his lady friend. No, it's, just, it's such a great. Uh, it's sorry. It's such a great when he's describing the brother. Like you're saying, like yeah, he he's he's really like he doesn't know how to. It's just like his. Uh, he Paul, doesn't Paul know Rudd's, how to tie a knot. He doesn't yep. know how to clean a fish. <laughs> like those are his indicators. It's just very like Hemingway, like Walden 101 kind of just how to how to be a man. <laughs> and that that went very well with the fact that he was writing a letter about it. Right. <laughs> But then he ends it with, he's okay, I guess, or something like that, right? It's, that's, yeah, like, uh, that's adorable. I, I don't want it to sound like I dislike him. I just think he's maybe a little slow. Um, when Emil Hirsch's character, who is the brother of Paul Rudd's lady friend, uh, when he like goes off at a certain point, he keeps talking about like wanting to get back to the city and like do stuff with ladies. Yeah. Uh, his him. little man squeezed, I think is his Specifically. Terminology. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was a term from the Icelandic film, which made me wonder if that's a real term there, because it is not a real term here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the closest thing, and I and I can't say it because it's filthy. <laughs> the closest thing that we would have to <laughs> Thanks for not saying no that. No problem. I'd, I'd have I to, choose not to. I'd have to throw my earbuds on the ground. There you go. Um when he goes off like on the weekend when they just quit working on the weekend i don't know why like paul rudd is still there <laughs> you just keep working you're not doing anything all weekend well i take the weekend off you know that's true it's uh, yeah he's camping yeah, it's... like as as part of work they're just camping constantly you'd like him just to work all the time you wouldn't you 
Yeah. And no I fucking want my roads repainted. No days off for you. We should never have allowed the union to... <laughs> Well, how does you that work? So they have to... they have no oversight. Well, I feel like Paul Rudd is is the oversight. Like he sure. has earned the trust from somebody to be able to run his crew of him and one other guy. So he picked his, his girlfriend's brother. Oh, uh, just to give him a job. In, uh, exactly to be to be nice. And this movie takes place in 1988, long before the public yes. uh, public transportation unions have ruined America's uh, infrastructure. <laughs> Thank God. Like now, there would be a controversy about why he's hired uh, the brother of his girlfriend. Yeah, there. Yeah, there'd be like a serious scandal with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. When Emil Hirsch goes off for his weekend, um, in that sort of part in the Icelandic film, like it just sort of goes up, like pans up to clouds, and then you just accept that the weekend has gone by. And I like that better in this movie where Paul Rudd, <laughs> where Paul, like, uh, Mule Hirsch before he leaves, like, asks him about, like, what he does and stuff. And he names off a couple of things and then also says, and I have a number of prescription medications. Yes, but I don't like to use them. <laughs> but he tries not to take them, yeah. He tries not to take them, yeah. That's. Oh, yeah, like, within seconds of Mule Hirsch leaving in the truck, he just, like, makes a pavement angel. Yeah, he just gets down on the on the road and just kind of hangs out there. For a bit. Yeah, and it immediately takes a bunch of pills. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a really interesting thing, you guys. Uh, while Paul Rudd is wandering around and he is kind of looking at like ruins of old houses that got burned out, and he meets this old lady who is just sort of it was her house that she's looking through, and just talks to her. It's a very kind of bizarre scene that seems kind of surreal like you know you hear him talking to her and you see him not talking it's also after he took his pills that i just i just realized that it's true makes a lot of sense uh that lady they did not plan on having that lady in the film that's that lady's like real house like they really just encountered this lady no way yes i was like that's what i was thinking either she's a really good actor or she was so natural. She, yeah, well, or that's because it was just a yeah. person. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, she felt. I mean, it felt the exact same way. Like I would happen to walk by an old lady, and then she tells me about a thing. Like that's exactly how that would have gone down. Well, that's exactly what happened. What happened? <laughs> and yeah, so they just asked her, like, "Hey, would you want to be in this thing? Do you mind if we shoot you for this movie?" And they did that, and she just had a nice conversation with Paul Rudd. They put it into the film. Wait, was that not the same lady that got into the truck at the end? It was. Okay. They decided that she would be that lady, too, apparently. All right. Oh, so that was already, that was there. That was there. That, movie. there is something that happened in the Icelandic movie that uh, there's the truck driver that keeps coming by and, like, having drinks with them and stuff. And just at one at one point, you do see, like, a lady kind of gets out of his truck and walks off and... The brother character who's there by himself uh, is just like, you know, who's that lady? And he's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and then at the end, well, should I go ahead and talk about the end? Or Yeah, why not? Yeah, we can skip around. Uh, and then at the end, the, the two guys are just like leaving. They're driving off and they see that lady standing on the side of the road. 
And they try and like say, hey, do you need a ride? And she's just not responding to them at all. She's just kind of staring at them. Yeah, they both see her. Yeah. 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 And they're talking to her and she does not respond. And then the truck driver comes up in Prince Avalanche. It's the old lady walking down the side of the road, not responding to them. And then when the truck driver comes up and stops, she goes and gets in his car. And he's the truck driver is talking to them like he just not paying any attention to the lady. And they ask him about her. And he's kind of like, what? I don't know. And Emile Hirsch is like, there's a lady in your car, in your truck. <laughs> and Paul Rudd is just like, just, hey, if there was a, a lady in your truck, would you be good to her? And he's like, you better believe it. And they're like, good. And then <laughs> drive off. In the Icelandic version, in the Icelandic version, he just says, um, the guy pulls up and the lady, one of the ladies get in his truck. He's just like, Hey, you boys done here? And they're like, Yeah. And he just goes, Good for you and drives off. Hmm. So there was no like supernatural element. I mean, that's, it's a stretch to call that supernatural, but yeah. Yeah, And and it it, it was a little more surreal in the Prince Avalanche. What was the Icelandic movie called again? Either way, which I, right. I I like that uh, name because I feel like, you know, there at the end, you have those guys and then the truck driver and the lady are, you know, driving in opposite directions down the road. And I feel like, uh, you know, you have at the beginning of a movie, you have this kid who is just just trying desperately to bang ladies whenever he can. And this other guy who's like kind of got his shit together and he's got he's kind of got a family. He's like has all these plans with this lady and who has a child and all this stuff. And then at the end, uh, the kid is now going to have a family because he, you know, found out that he got a lady pregnant and they've decided, yeah, I guess you should just go ahead and do that and just have a kid go on with that part of your life. <laughs> and the other guy is just like, yeah, I should go bang ladies. <laughs> yeah. Well, they both, I, I, I love their fluid relationship. Like at some parts, at some parts, he's like a little, I mean, Hirsch is like a little brother. At some parts, it's like, it's kind of like a surrogate son. Sometimes it's obviously like a stand in for his ex, you know, his soon to be ex uh, yeah. girlfriend. And yeah, I just, I just, I just love their, you know, the very, I got to say at the very beginning, their very first conversation and the narrated letter, I kind of rolled my eyes just a little bit just because it's so hard to like, I don't know. It's little character, things like that, little quirky character, things like that are just really hard when you're not already bought into the characters. So I, it wasn't auspicious for me, but it was just really just the depth of their of their relationship and um, the little touches, like the little details and the things they said, really. Whenever, like when you're saying that um, Emil Hirsch uh, is about to start a family, there's this repetition of like you're only supposed to have sex with a woman up to three times. I believe the old man says yeah, that. Yeah, that, that comes from the that. old guy. It comes from the old guy, and the then and then driver. he even said, "I only had sex with her two or three times." <laughs> and, yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so 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 he's wrong. Yeah, I just I just love the old man is like like half mentor sort of like half like relief. Like he's always there to liquor them up when they need it. Um, a little bit of like, like that's like a possible future for them. Like if they, you know, if they don't, if they, if they just, 
keep avoiding their lives and you know work on highways and whatnot, or especially Paul Rudd's character. Like it's yeah. just a life of regrets. Yeah, I, I, everything fit together, and uh, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, he seems to me like kind of an older version of them. Like they could easily end up as that guy. Is he always going the the opposite way of the direction that they're um, they're uh, painting? I don't know. I know the that's first a, two times. That's a good question. Uh, I think at at least one time when uh, when he shows up when Emil Hirsch is there by himself, he's not doing anything. Like he's not going any direction, and the guy just pulls up and. Because uh, that was after Paul Rudd found out, like, he read the letter that the girl was breaking up with him, and he, like, drove off to go call her. Mm-hmm. And Emil Hirsch is just sitting there. No, a truck driver comes up, and he's always giving him liquor. <laughs> yeah. More each time. Like, More moonshine or something, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, it looked like Everclear. I mean, it looks yeah, yeah. pretty intense. <laughs> Yep, and gives them soda and tells them to pour a little bit of it out and then pours the moonshine into it. Yeah, I thought that was beer at first. I thought so too, but it's I'm pretty sure it was soda. And the in, in the Icelandic version it was soda. Okay. Oh really? Because I thought he I thought he was speaking like he was saying, Oh, that's that weak soda pop. I thought he was like being cute. I I kinda thought that too. But it's the way he was giving it to them seemed like beer. But maybe that was just because he planned to make it alcoholic <laughs> really soon. Uh, I, I like. There's somebody. I, I was. I was gonna do the thing where we we say one part that we like of the movie. And there's that. I mean, there's a. There's not really. Obviously, it's structured, but there's not really one like breakout. Like this is the moment. You know, this is like the the moment of the film. But I did like when they're getting in the truck and there's there are like doves in the truck. There's birds in here. There's birds in here. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, which is like uh, the releasing of doves is like such a beautiful thing. You know, it like symbolizes so many things. And they're just like, I ah, get these doves out. <laughs> get these birds out. <laughs> it's, it's just a really good. Uh, it's just a good summation of the film, actually. <laughs> get these doves out of here. We're going to have a dirty conversation. We're going to have a conversation in like a dirty truck. Yeah. And their, uh, their relationship, like it, it was always pretty believable. Like. The... Yeah, yeah, I liked how Paul Rudd, like, when, when he does get back from the... When Emil Hirsch does get back from his weekend, he's, like, wearing a lab coat for no reason. He's um, wearing the sunglasses to cover his black eye. Yes, that too. I just love how Paul Rudd is just such... You know, he, he likes to pretend, like, oh, I don't care about your crazy, dumb ways. And then, you know, when he gets back, he's kind of doing the thing you do with your buddies that you kind of live vicariously through them a little bit. You know, he's, like, as, <laughs> he's asking about, like... I think he even says, oh, did you get your little man squeezed or something, you know? Are you getting into anyone you're getting into? I think literally is what he's what he asks. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I just thought that um, I don't know. I thought it was good. I, I was just afraid that it would be too like twee, and it really wasn't. And I love the Emil Hirsch character's uh, recounting of his weekend, where he's like talking about this girl that he's really into. And then he tells the thing that happens. He's like, oh, okay, so then I went back to find this other girl <laughs> that I could probably sleep with. Right. And just at some point he says something about like, I knew I was going to sleep with like and names a specific girl or someone of that caliber. <laughs> like just, yeah, it's, it's a little like they, they don't emphasize. Like, I think the fact that they, they don't they sell their lines, but they don't like um, exaggerate them at all. Like the, they don't like there's no punchlines. Right. It's all said in the same tone. And that's what makes it seem so believable. Yeah, it it I, I don't want to say it seems silly. But it does seem a little bit like unreal. 
it is silly. It's it it, it, it like I don't want to just call it silly, but it does seem a little silly. Don't worry, What's, Matt. You yeah. don't have to call it silly. I'll call it silly. It's oh, really thanks, silly. <laughs> I got uh, your well, back. Well, I, I'm not going to disagree with you there, Logan. But I, I see what you're saying. I guess. Yeah, it, it played well with unreality and like you know stark harsh nature kind of like both it kind of played both parts when i needed to and it worked yep six stars six stars yep star inflation (laughs) are you gonna let us know what the new scale is or tbd (laughs) right to be dictated to you from me yeah and that was um I felt like when I was watching the Icelandic film, either way, uh, at first I felt like I was going to like it more. uh, And partially just because it seemed more sincere. But, uh, well, that's, that's literally true. I mean, this was like on a lark. Yeah. Musicians, right? (laughs) Like it's, that's probably true. (laughs) But I, I ended up actually liking Prince Avalanche more. And there's, uh, uh, there's another thing. I was mentioning some uh, some things that uh, that they changed for Prince Avalanche. Uh, in both movies, there's a part where the brother-in-law, I guess, sort of almost character saves the Paul Rudd character. In the Iceland, in this one, he just kind of like <laughs> Emil Hirsch goes chasing after Paul Rudd, like he's gonna kill him. <laughs> And Paul Rudd is just running off, and then Emil Hirsch gives up, and then Paul Rudd like is screaming for help, and he has fallen off this little cliff into this creek, and he's like, "I don't know, I fell, I hurt That's myself." A great yeah, and then he kind of asks him, "Like, did you fall or did you jump?" And he was like, "He's like, I don't know. Like, I either I just wanted to fly or I just wanted to to kill myself. Like, I just wanted to die." And he's like, and I I did fly for a few seconds. And uh, Emil Hirsch picks him back up, and that's when they sort of come back together after they're pissily, angrily angry at each other. Do you think it would have made a difference if this was a play, just like a black box play? Like, it easily could have been. Like, it easily could be adapted. It could be, yeah. But um, uh, in the Icelandic version, uh, that moment comes when the equivalent to Paul Rudd <laughs> is like goes swimming in a river and is like swept down the river and then the other the kid has to like come save him. Uh wow, that sounds a lot more dramatic. It does sound very dramatic. It kind yeah. of defeats the point. Yeah. No, I mean it doesn't. But. I feel like it was not as good as the Prince Avalanche version. And then I read an interview with David Gordon Green uh, where somebody mentioned that or they were asking him about stuff that he was trying to avoid filming or something like that. And David Gordon Green was like, yeah, in the original version, there's a, a scene where a character is swept downstream and I really didn't want to have to deal with that. So I just had him fall in a creek. <laughs> <laughs> so out of his laziness comes a, a stronger a stronger character moment. Okay. Yeah. I thought it 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 fit definitely a lot better in in David Gordon Green's movie, but I like that more than the the sort of extremely dramatic thing that comes out of nowhere that pulls them back together. Because you're waiting for that. 
That's, yeah, thank you for articulating that. That's a, that's a, the, what I was trying to get at. Yeah, you're waiting for that moment to come where they have to save each other or something. And they still do, but, you know, not through, like, an act of heroism. Yeah, I feel like the more lame version of that goes better with, you know, when their conflict is Paul Rudd slapping Emile Hirsch with a yes. magazine. <laughs> and then they're, like, impotently, like, throwing, like, axes and things at each other, but they're so yeah. weak, like, they just kind of bounce off. No, yeah, like, he's such an emasculated character. That's That's perfect, actually, now that... Yeah, it's yeah, just, it's but. it's kind of just completely like kids fighting with each other and then making up. Well, they're yeah, they're man children just in completely different ways. Yeah, they're I, little they're, they're little princes. Little I, princes. <laughs> I will exactly. say, I actually was surprised at how like a uh, Paul Rudd's bicep when he flexes at that car. <laughs> while I was like, holy shit! <laughs> I was like, Paul Rudd's ripped. What the fuck? I love that when he shows off his bicep and then punches his hand. Yeah, I was like, well, like, that was a big bicep, too. It was like, I don't yeah. really think of Paul Rudd being having, like, huge biceps. Is he well, working out for Ant-Man? Is that what he, that is? He, he had a month to get ready for this role, so. Probably yeah. more like two weeks. Yeah. So he probably it, he probably slung a sledgehammer around. Yeah, I was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, Paul Rudd <laughs> can fuck someone up now. Damn. <laughs> I kind of feel like Paul Rudd could fuck somebody up anyway. I get that vibe from him. I don't know. But yeah, like, I get he's see, the he seems like the nicest man in the world. What are you talking about? No, he seems like a nice man, but he he seems a little bit out of his fucking mind, right? Especially in this <laughs> film. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I've never really like seen like it. like in a good way. You know, like a way not that he's like gonna uh, 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 like just fly off and do some crazy shit, but just in like, <laughs> like in pretty much every movie I've ever seen him in, he seems kind of bored that this movie isn't crazy enough. <laughs> that's true. He's disaffected, like di- kind of detached a little that, bit. That's just how I imagine him like in real life, just from seeing him in movies and on t- uh, talk shows and stuff. I just imagine him in real life, like he's bored with reality. So he's like Bobby Newport, about as rich. Bobby Newport Jr. <laughs> he's kind of the same. He's kind of that. Oh, God. I love Bobby Newport. He's, I like, I like but he's so, like, he's so great at playing. Like, he could play a character who's legitimately threatening. Uh, or he could play Bobby Newport, who seems like the just simplest, <laughs> gentlest, most entitled individual. Here, I've got a question. Speaking of that, how do you how do you like look so pretty and seem so normal and yet are still very funny? Like usually, people who are very funny have some some like flaw about them, and he kind of doesn't seem that way. Maybe he just keeps it under wraps. Maybe maybe his flaw is that he's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> his flaw that he's trying so hard to approximate detached like a detached human behavior, and if he slips up for one second, it'll just like the facade will be ruined. <laughs> Um, I, okay, I have a question for you guys. When, uh, Judd Hirsch comes back, uh, with the, uh, the watch, <laughs> does, does Paul Rudd say that that's pretty new wave? Is that what he says, like, when he shows him the watch? Oh, I don't remember. That's pretty new wave. Because it is, the film does take place in the 80s, I don't know if we said that, in 1988. You just watched it today, so you I tell did. us. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of a side, like, I'll yeah. look at this cool, like, Casio, you know, like, calculator watch. Yeah, exactly. And he uses it to try and calculate yep. something at some point. Yes, he he doesn't is. try to calculate something. He does calculate something. Oh, yeah. That 
that bad connection thing that they were singing. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was pretty good. They just improvised that song. Oh, that wasn't then, a real 80s song? Yep. And then David okay. Gordon Green had somebody like make up a version of the thing that they were singing off the top of their heads into a song to play on the boombox <laughs> early on. That was so perfect. That was like it was like a it was like a Cindy Lauper song or something. That was perfect. <laughs> Actually, my guess when I was I didn't know that I was like, is this like a Kiss song? I was actually oh, I, I yeah. remember now. I was gonna like when we got on here, I was gonna be like, hey, I, I can't hear you guys. I think we have a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to do that. Wait, do it now. I just did. Do it now. Go commit to it. Hey guys, I think we have a bad connection. Oh, good <laughs> one, Dylan. <laughs> Thanks. The I just thing came is, up with that. We actually did have a bad connection starting off too. Yeah, we did. Why didn't you just say it legitimately? <laughs> oh, and the origin of that apparently is there was a sound guy who uh, had like uh, some piece of equipment that he had taped onto it. Bad connection to let himself know there was a bad connection with that thing. And they noticed that, and they started calling that guy Bad Connection, and then they just sang a song Bad Connection. That makes me, like, any story <laughs> about Paul Rudd, about how he actually behaves, is it's the most charming story ever. That's why, <laughs> that's why I think your, like, double life thing doesn't have, doesn't hold water. Like, every story, every anecdote is like, oh yeah, Paul Rudd started singing a fun song, and then we put it in the movie, or, you know, like... <laughs> no, when I was, I was saying, like, he's out of his mind, I don't mean, like, he's a serial killer or something, and is pretending to be Paul Rudd. I just mean, like, maybe he's some sort of celestial being that was trapped in a humanly form, <laughs> and is just like, yeah, alright, I guess I'll be human. I'll make the best of it. This is fine. <laughs> I have corporeal form, I guess that's a plus. I gotta see the upsides. So I guess I went from uh, insulting him and making it sound like I think he's a madman who needs to be taken care of to elevating him to some sort of godly status. Some sort of star child. Star yeah. man. Star child. That's that's good. Did you guys catch the uh, they came together moment? I laughed and laughed. <laughs> no. Do, you guys know what, do you guys know what I'm talking about? There's a moment, I think it's the moment where, yeah, it's the moment where Emil Hirsch is leaving for his weekend and... Paul Red tells him, hey, wait. <laughs> Have a good time. Yep. And then Emil Hirsch does the same thing. Kabaz and says, thanks. They Which that's up. in the Icelandic version. So much of this, like every beat is in the Icelandic version. That's what kind of, I was surprised to find that out, actually. But Is it to the point of like the Psycho remake? Like I know there's a few. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not. I mean, okay. it's not exactly the same, but there is so much that is. Including like uh, uh, <laughs> just Paul Rudd asking Emil Hirsch like you're not going to eat the fish skin, and telling him and that's the most nutritious part, and then eating it and then farting. That does make more sense in the Icelandic version. <laughs> they do love their fish up there. It's very important. Hey, do you guys eat fish skin? Because it really is delicious. No. Where would you eat a fish's skin? Whenever you get fish with skin on it, or when you make fish at home. Oh. I guess no. Then the answer is by default no. You guys aren't had the opportunity. You guys aren't pescatarians. Where you only eat fish and nothing else. Well, that's only <laughs> <laughs> that's only meat that you eat. It's fish meat. Oh, okay. Also, nope. the best meat, best fish meat, is in the face. It's true. It's delicious. I remember, like, uh, there was a what's that restaurant? I forgot. Oh, Super Peros. I'm not sure if that's still around. 
Oh, it's Salerno. Yeah, it is. But I remember, like, when someone went there and they got the fish, and it's like the whole thing with, like, the face included and everything. One time my dad um, stopped by... Or no, one time, I'm sorry. One time, uh, someone I met, my dad knows, stopped by like a like a shack, like a like a street shack that was like selling fried food, and uh, he got a fried fish sandwich, and it was all wrapped up uh, in foil. And he gets in his car, drives, you know, he's driving away. He's opening his fish sandwich, and he opens it, and it is literally what you said. It's like a fried fish, and he just puts his window down and tosses it out on the street. <laughs> was it deboned? I don't know. Like these, like the fish with the skin on it. Like that's what it was. I'm okay with being presented a fish with bones, but Not if you're putting sandwich. it, if you yeah, if you're putting it in between <laughs> bread, that's just confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm, I'm hearing that story third hand, so I could be missing details. But What's the point of a sandwich is to make it easy to eat. Yeah, I like to put things inside of the sandwich that I have to take out. <laughs> hey, it's I made fresh. you this shell uh, shelled pistachio sandwich. <laughs> I made you this this steak sandwich. You just need to um, take a serrated knife and cut the skin off. And then cook the steak. Cook the steak. And put it back on the sandwich. Put it back between the tomatoes and the sauce. Sandwich. Now, this uh, congealing uh, cow blood is going to make these tomatoes really sing. Mm. Yeah, you got to let it marinate. Uh, speaking of this movie or whatever, the beginning when they're getting dressed or undressed, Emil Hirsch is wearing really disgusting whitey tidy, like yellowed <laughs> underwear. I'm wondering how they did that. How they got him to wear those? Or no, how, what are the, what's the story with that underwear? Is that a prop? Is that from his personal collection? Oh, I wish I had that story. I didn't read about that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, um, have the Icelandic, the people who made the original version, have they commented on the remake at all? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, wait, here it is uh, about the underwear. It yeah. says they were shooting a scene and somebody ro- drove by and threw underwear at them and said, you wear these, you loser. No, that didn't happen. Yeah, and then they Shut were up. like, hey, I guess we should. No, it didn't. <laughs> You're making that up. I like the like the doubt in Dylan's voice. It's like, he... <laughs> like, like he has to contest this at all. Like, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. did, that didn't happen. I bet that might not be true. <laughs> I've lived my entire life, and I've only had w- full water bottles thrown at me. I've never had underwear. That's never <laughs> happened to me once. God. <laughs> Did people just think you need more hydration? They're like, you look dehydrated. Water bottle. I appreciate it. It was a sealed bottle of water I drank. They were humanitarians. Yeah, they were uh, aquatarians. They only drink water. They were. Yep. <laughs> oh, I know I yeah, said it before. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I like that it shows him down by the stream in his soaking wet tidy whities and then later uh when Paul Rudd is like hey why don't you why don't you go fishing take my rod and reel and he's like no nah, I'm fine and he's like no you go ahead you can take my uh you can take my my swimsuit and my uh my waders he's like really He's like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, okay. And picks the swimsuit and the waders that was and great. starts walking off. And he's like, wait, what about the rod and reel? And he's like, no, I'm good. No, it goes from like, to Emil Hirsch, it goes from like, I I assume like his, his model was, all right, my dad's telling me to mow the lawn. And then it changes to like, my dad's telling me to get in the <laughs> slip and slide. That yeah. was really yep. good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy. Have you guys, uh, real talk here, have you guys ever been in a sleeping bag situation where the, the man next to you in the sleeping bag is masturbating, or would you be the one that is masturbating? 
All right, no, so not, and not, I don't not. see why that's an option, like, the two options, like, oh, I either have to be <laughs> next to someone, or I have to start masturbating. Come on, either you have, did it, Have you been dark. next to a masturbating dude in a sleeping bag, or are you the one are who you masturbates? The masturbating dude. You're either, come on, there's two kinds of people in this life. Walter White. Uh, he is uh, the one who masturbates, never mind. <laughs> was that a Game of Thrones thing? Okay. Yeah, we're recording this in uh, late 2013. Don't tell me what happens. He's bald now. It's spoilers. He wasn't bald the first episode. Reshoots. They just missed that. <laughs> it's just a, a, a glaring continuity. Yeah, I overlooked it. Five stars. So, Dylan, did you have an anecdote about masturbations and sleeping bags? That no, you that was to share. I wasn't Is that why you asked that? No, I, I'd never, I'd never been in that situation, and uh, I don't know how I'd handle it. But no, I have no personal story. I was hoping you guys would. Well, from this movie, I would say you either just continue sleeping or okay. continue masturbating. I mean, you pretend to be asleep, right? Like you, obviously, he pretended to be asleep because they say a line <laughs> at the very end of the film. Or no, like when they're fighting, Paul Paul Rudd says he says something, and then he says, "I see a lot of things you don't want me to see," mm. which I assume was that. I assume there was a lot more stuff, though. Oh, sure, <laughs> that he does. Cut all this out. All right, I'll cut the whole thing out. Leave that funny thing where I said, uh, "I said uh, a <laughs> close signal, though, a bad signal." You know, I made that joke. Nope, you messed that... it up again, so I won't. Uh, so you guys, uh, we covered this movie pretty well. Yes. I guess. Good. All right. Was, whatever. Yeah. Anything pretty... else you wanted to say about the movie? I don't know. I, well, I did kind of want to come in on Emil. Like, I think you said his name was Emil Hirsch. I think it's the Judd brother. Hirsch. The brother? Yes. Dude, his character was an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, he seemed like that kind of, the kind of kid who is kind of like, uh, is kind of awful, but in like an innocent way, you know, like he's not trying to harm anybody. He's just kind of a dumb dumb. He's what, like, if you open a, a dictionary in, in a phrase book and flip to boys will be boys, like it's a picture of Emil Hirsch in that little like overalls. That's that's him. Like, he's awful in the way, like, well, I don't know how you guys can see that, say that, like, he cheated on his friend's girlfriend. Like, his friend... Ain't he a stinker? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're very close in ages. Like, there's probably only ten years between them. But yeah, like he's got to grow up, and Paul, Paul Rudd's got to grow down a little bit. Yeah, kind of got to meet in the middle. Well, yeah. it's just like the whole like, oh yeah, she she needs to get an abortion, or she's gonna raise it alone, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awful. But then Paul Rudd says like a couple of sentences to him, and he's like. Oh yeah, maybe I should help her yeah. raise my child. <laughs> Which goes to show, like how obviously the thing of abortions, he didn't think a second before he said that. Like that was just his like initial. It's like the things right. that you think, like you sort of think in your brain, and then like as a half second later, like that's totally ridiculous. <laughs> he just says them. He has no filter. And like you, you just gotta bang some somebody. Come on, <laughs> like, that's gonna happen. Oh. Well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of drama, and my ex-friend came back and was like, no, I'm going to leave with her. And I was like, great, i got to find somebody else to sleep with. Oh, this girl's making out with somebody. My my second choice that I was going to come back to if this other girl didn't work out, now she's making out with somebody. Great! 
He yeah, seemed, his safety school was was compromised. He seemed very upset by that too. Yeah, <laughs> like his night just went so terribly. Like until she's already making out with somebody. Well, he's he's just as entitled as someone you know would be in that situation. Like he's exactly as much. I liked at the very end when they, you know when they're driving off and they're taking a few days finally, and everything's okay. And the people who I assume are like their bosses or another work team just kind of wave at them, you know, when they leave. They're kind of like just waving them away, like a parade or something. Oh yeah, the people who seem like they were like cleaning stuff out, like yeah. they were carving up trees and stuff. Uh, that is something I wanted to mention. In the Icelandic version, as they're driving off at the end, they see some guys working on poles, like they're climbing poles, doing something, and the like Paul Rudd character just kind of looks over at him and he's like, you couldn't get me to do that job. Oh, that's, that also sort of works. What happened? What happened there, by the way, anyway? Kevin called me and it kicked me off of the... Kevin! God damn it, Kevin! Well, I didn't know how else to do it. I was like, I was trying to figure out a way to tell you guys I was around. That was kind of awesome. You like broke our phone call somehow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just put that at the end. Yeah. At this point, Kevin broke the phone call. Goodbye. Well, now we can just like add a thing in that says like we had the most profound conversation. Unfortunately, it's lost to time. But just <laughs> yeah. imagine in your head, really cool conversation. Yeah. yeah I. Are you recording bunch. now? Yeah, I'm recording Logan? now. Yeah, I usually ask uh, every every few seconds. Logan, are you recording? <laughs> and. I, for one time, didn't do that, and now... I, I've i been recording the entire time. I didn't realize that you when you fucked up everything, that it stopped recording. Hey, fuck Except you! It makes sense. Like why? It's like, oh, why would you want to waste space on your computer by recording nothing, but it's still dumb. No, you are dumb. The program We're blaming Matt for this, right? Well, I guess there was, there, was no, uh, there was no thing to record, because there's no call. So we, got, well, we got put on hold for some reason. The call is coming from inside the nothing. All right, so you are recording now. Yeah. All right. Hey, Kevin is here. Bloop, boop, bloop. Hey, Kevin's calling in. All right, let me let me do this. Bloop, 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 bloop. What are you doing? Oh, oh, Kevin's calling there he in. Is. All right, uh, caller number call one. In. How's it going, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Kevin. What's up? All right, you. What did you think of Prince Avalanche? Man, that was a great flick. It had uh, two people in it, and they did stuff. Hang Not up really. on this caller. <laughs> no, I'm I'm disseminating. All right, so you'd recommend I it? I told or? you to pay for a screener. I told you. You'd recommend it? Kevin, would you recommend I, it? I would recommend it. Cool. Any thoughts on the film, Kevin, that I you wanted it, to say? It was slow, but it was a well-paced slow. And uh, the characterization was more than enough to keep me interested. Did you watch it alone? Or, yeah. Did we all watch I it alone? Like, I watched it one night that I couldn't go to sleep. And I was like, I realized I had like an hour and a half before I had to get up for work. And I said, let me see how long this movie is. <laughs> yeah, I ended up watching it at like 6 o'clock in the morning. That's kind of perfect. Like after a night of not sleeping. Yeah. 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 It, it worked out really well. I th- I think Paul Rudd was really good, and I think he's got the whole average schlub thing down pat. Would schlub. you say he's like a celestial being trapped in human form? I would say that. Cool. 
I like this like idea as like Paul Rudd as Greek god that he's like he never has to try in anything he does, so he always looks you know kind of detached, but not in an annoying James Franco way, in like a cute way. I don't see him as like a Greek god, but like as an uh, unknowable like outside of this universe being, <laughs> like an old oh. one, <laughs> or like an eyes, like an eyes, no eyes god. Okay, no eyes. Remembers that. All right. Wait a minute. What is that? That it's sounds from that, man, it's from that manly cartoon. Okay, that, that's that I really why liked. I knew that because <laughs> I watched it last night. <laughs> you guys should. Uh, you guys should. Uh, if you're all familiar with, by you guys, I mean you people on the podcast. I assume you can throw this. You're gonna cut this out. You should watch. Um, uh, there's a there's a thing called Cartoon Hangover, which is by Frederator Studios, and they've done like Bravest Warriors and Being Puppy Cat. They had a cartoon called Manly, which is really trippy and good. Check it out. It's like seven minutes. Yeah, I've watched Bravest Warriors. That's really good. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is great. Manly is more like just very trippy, um, but very good. I liked it. Five stars. I like it too. Yeah. And the ghost kid, the kid with the ghost, that was good too. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Kevin, what? Uh, wait a minute. What are we doing with movies we've seen? What are we doing? Oh, now? Um, we do it again. Oh yeah, let me let me do the at least the Ninja Turtle thing because uh, I want to make fun of Ninja Turtles just with that one line I said. <laughs> Good call. Uh, hey Matt, what have you seen lately? Oh, uh, I watched the new Ninja Turtles remake. Don't ask. It was an excuse to eat pizza with my wife. She was like, "Hey, you want to eat pizza and watch Ninja Turtles?" And I was like, "Yes, pizza sounds delicious." And so then I ate some pizza, and then halfway through Ninja Turtles, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna watch the Icelandic film that uh, uh, Prince Avalanche was based on." And I started watching that on my phone. During the Ninja Turtles movie, there's crazy shit going on, lots of action, and then I was literally like, "I this is so hard to pay attention to that I am I'm more interested in watching film of guys painting lines on roads." And then I did that, and it was more interesting. How was Megan Fox's performance? What do you mean by performance? Because I didn't see one of those. Her, oh, oh, oh. She was there. By her, her emotions and words coming out of her. Shots fired. Damn. Yeah, she did say some words. I don't know if millionaire actress Megan Fox. I don't remember if there were any motions. Did one of the Corys voice uh, one of the turtles, like in the first movie? No, he should have, though. Johnny yeah. Knoxville voiced one of them. Oh, boy. Really? Guess which one? Raphael. Nope. That's Cyclops. No, he was the leader. <laughs> he was Leonardo. Really? Yeah. That, what, did he do a good job or was it awful? It was fine, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Man, was... that gives me an idea for a movie. Bad Grandpa. It was... Bad Turtle Grandpa. <laughs> bad bad <grand> Tortoise. <laughs> bad Tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> he's just dressed up like a gray ninja turtle and he's flinging a kid around. Yeah. Also, uh, Tony Shalhoub was Splinter. Oh, boy. Was it a really bad looking CG rat, like human size? Yeah. Okay. Did, 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 did you think it could have possibly been something else? <laughs> I don't know. For a second, I thought real rat. I thought they'd go a different way. No, it was not good. Do they have turtle abs, like CG turtle abs? Turtle abs? Abs, yeah, they're cut. I don't remember. Probably. Sure. Okay, so you would not recommend. I wouldn't. 
Though pizza, full recommend. It's good for you. Which pizza? It's uh, a vegetable from what I've heard. Mine was Marco's <laughs> Pizza. Marco's Pizza. Uh, use the use the discount code, uh, hey, we're talking about this movie or whatever, and get 5% off. I would really like to set something up with Marcos for that because I just want to use that coupon code. Get 5% <laughs> off my pizza. The only people that would use the coupon code are the people that actually do the podcast. <laughs> Logan, what have you watched? Uh, just, I haven't been watching much of anything, just anime. Been on a big anime what? kick. Like, Damn it, Logan, like, watch a movie. I have been. I've been watching <laughs> a movie every week. That's what this podcast is for, to get Logan to watch a movie each week. Yeah. What yeah, anime like did you watch that you would recommend? Too much. Oh, Parasite. I mentioned this before, but Parasite's fucking amazing. It's a series or a movie? It's a series. Okay. Yeah, it's about these alien parasites that inhabit people, and yeah, it's it's weird, but it's awesome. So it's about like it's about like tapeworms. It's like the Pixar treatment of tapeworms. Well, like... it's about this alien that can morph, and what it does in most cases, it it burrows to a human's brain, eats the brain, and then takes the form of their head. And usually, like it can shape shift, so it can change like faces and stuff. And usually, what it does is like the head kind of unravels. And it has like blades and, and such, and usually uses that to kill people and consume them. I was waiting for the anime part to happen, and it just that's what you, that's usually what the parasite does. In the show, cool. like a parasite tries to uh, do that, like it tries, but it infects the guy's arm instead, and he stops it from reaching the brain by he's like sleeping with his headphones on. So it couldn't crawl in his ear, so then he goes tries to go up the arm. And he wakes up during that happening, he's like ties his headphones around his arm and stops the parasite from getting up to his brain. So what happens is the parasite kind of takes over his arm. So he's got sword arms? He's got un uncooperative sword arms? Well, sometimes, yeah, he can turn into a sword that actually has like it does do that, but it's really weird. Because you just see his like his arm like talks to him and elongates and when like when the arm wants to talk when the parasite wants to talk, the parasite learned English. Like, it studies its surroundings and such. So you see, like, an eye, like, it forms an eye and, like, a mouth and talks to him on his palm. So, so this is a Soul Calibur anime. Similar to, like, Vampire Hunter D. But yeah, it's fucking weird. It's it's really crazy. It's really cool. Sorry, I zoned out for a second. Uh, were you saying this is something that happened to you? Or Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, is this the one where the, the man... Uh, the young man sees the girl's panties and gets really embarrassed, and his hair sweats. And blood shoots out of his <laughs> nose. Yeah. No, this is. An I think it's like This, this is the other one. This is. Okay. <laughs> Logan, uh, I'm counting you to tell me when Attack on Titan is back. You're my uh, number one source information for that. I have no idea. I think it's like sometime this year or sometime next year. This year is almost over. Go to Netflix yeah. and check. I keep checking. I think it's like sometime in. Late next year, I think. I'm not sure. Because I've heard conflicting rumors. Because I am really excited about Attack on Titan. But I think this Parasite's better on honestly. I think it's a little Really? Better. Can you change yeah. your recommendation to Attack on Titan, though? Is it too late? Attack on Titan's a really good show, but Parasite? I like horror. I like monsters, so Parasite... Attack on Titan is horrifying. It's like, it's like a Nazis versus giant human monsters. Yeah. Just recommend both, you guys. <laughs> Alright. Let's agree to disagree. I mean, to agree. Well, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm not saying Let's Attack on disagree Titan. Disagree to agree. Attack right. on Titan's a great show, but like I'm just saying, Parasite's really good. Okay, 
Hey, you guys want to play a quick game? I want to say what I watched. It's I, my turn. I thought you already did. You said you watched Manly. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, that was for you guys. That, that wasn't for the podcast. Okay, I'll cut it out. All right. I won't cut it out. Uh, I uh, watched... I'll movie. never cut it out. Never cut anything you say. <laughs> I watched a movie that I think you guys did on the podcast, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh. We didn't, but we did talk about it a little That's bit. It's not a movie. I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I repeat. I'm <laughs> My mistake. Yes. What'd you uh, think, Dylan? Well, I liked it not as much as I like Snoop. So enjoy that. Uh, I like it a lot more than Snowpiercer. I, if you're go- if you're looking for like a dumb, a big dumb action movie, it's easily the best one released in the last what five years. Here's the like, thing, though. I didn't think it was dumb. Like, that was pretty dumb. There, there was one thing that kind of didn't make sense: the ending. <laughs> but what? Well, yeah, I thought that last, all of yeah. all of their choices and the way to handle the premise, I thought were really smart. Do you well, want to know how? That's, that's what I'm saying. It's smart for like what I meant to say is it's really smart for a dumb big budget action movie that's like focus tested to death, you know? And like, wait, you really think it was focus tested to death? Yeah, well, I, I mean, think it, it was. It, it cost a bunch of money to make. Like, uh, other than the fact that they changed the name of it. Well, that too. Just, <laughs> when it went to DVD. They, but yeah, the last the last act is super boring. Like it, it it devolves into what it's not doing, and then but the first two are great. Tom Cruise plays against type for a little bit. Like he actually has an arc. Like usually he's just you know one person, like one character in all these movies. He actually has an arc here, and if you think about the the, the time stuff too much, if you think about like how plot stuff doesn't add up, like you can you can pick this apart very easily. But yeah, if you're looking for like it's easily the, my favorite like large budget action film I've seen. Well, I mean, I think all of it did add up except for just the one last thing about how the aliens actually got killed. Well, yeah, I mean, it has it has those, like, conveniences for, like, oh, we're a big-budget movie, so we're going to change things because the audience didn't like this, and, and that might mean the plot won't add up completely in the end. But Wait, so are you saying that the end was maybe originally different? It was different. I, I'm How was it, it different? Oh, God, I got to know this right now. Do you want me to tell you well, right now, or do you want me to tell it we talk? No, let's not get into spoilers, I don't think. Uh, like, I'll, I'll tell you after this. Like, but, All right, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but I just want to know it so bad. Uh, I, have a, I have a spoiler question, too. I have a lot of questions. We'll talk about that after the show. If you guys want right. to join us, we live in Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah, come to our houses nine months ago. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, so Escape from Tomorrow, wait a minute. Live, die, repeat. Well, I'm getting confused with the, the Disney mean, movie, the gorilla Disney Ed- film. Yeah, you, yeah, it's Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, there is we go. what it used to be, but it's, yeah, it's, it's kill, repeat, something. Or live, die, repeat, live, die, repeat. I, I feel All like it is makes... kill is the name of the book. I feel like it makes you relive stuff like just enough to kind of drive the point home that it's happening, but then when it's like... All right, we don't have to keep doing that. Like they'll just skip back to the same second. It's like, yeah, and uh, it awesome. does. Um, if you like video games, specifically like like the kind of like Halo video games, Call of Duties, this is a very good. Like it addresses that very well. This is very very video gamey in a good way, and then it like addresses the tropes of video games. Not that it like feels like a video game with dumb graphics, although it has good effects. I thought it was awesome. I want to see a director's yeah. cut of it now. Yeah, me too. With the original name. Kevin, did we ask what you watched? Yes, we did. Okay. I don't remember if we recorded it or not, but... All right. That's <laughs> fine. So what was your game, Matt? I hope it's not Max again. Nope. <laughs> Never <right>. again. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Nothing happened in this film. You were true to uh, your word there, Max. Yeah. You guys said you wanted a movie where nothing happened. 
Oh, Kevin, you missed it. Yeah, we we um, uh, Matt played uh, Max. You know the PS3. Kevin Netflix. doesn't know what Max is. Okay. Uh, we I do. T- I listen to that episode. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that makes me un uncomfortable. What? Do <laughs> you talk when you're not around? Yeah, it feels like a violation. <laughs> you do know what we're doing here, right? <laughs> yeah, we're just having conversations each week. That we record. Yeah. For, for uh, no reason, right? <laughs> yeah, just because. All right, so the game, uh, I figured in honor of our 20th episode, uh, we could have a game where I see if you guys can name which movie different quotes are from. The movies that we watched. Okay, sure. I could do that. All right. Uh, let's do a a test one just to kind of see how it how it uh, how it how it happens. Everybody gets to practice. How do we buzz in? Do we have to hang up the Skype call if we don't? Get there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And Logan, stop recording if you want to buzz in. Okay. Um, uh, how about you say your you say your name and then whoever I hear say their name first. I'll Full name. On. All three. All three names. All right. You ready? Wait, wait, just quick. If I say Dylan, does he have to answer? Yep. No. <laughs> you can, if if you, you say Dylan, Logan away. has to answer. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy, this sounds a lot of fun. If you say Logan, I have to answer. If you say Matt, Dylan has to answer. Negative two okay. names. Let's do just this. remember that. All right. Uh, here's the test one to just so you so you can figure out how it all works. Oh, gee, it sure is cool living here in Norway. Oh, what was that? Some kind of ninja. <laughs> Kevin. Logan. Kevin. That was um, blue is the warmest color. You're wrong, <laughs> but luckily that doesn't count against you because this was just a test round. Practice, right. Okay. All right. So we got we got all that worked out. Here we right. go. <laughs> uh... I go to bed with all my friends. Logan. Logan? Blue is the warmest color. Nope. Oh, no, yeah. Kevin. Wait, does anybody else? Dylan. Kevin. Dylan. Kevin. Blue Ruin. Green nope. Budapest Hotel. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. God damn it. Kevin? Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest Hotel. Kevin, you have one point. <laughs> also, I didn't mention at the beginning of the game, but whoever wins gets to pick next week's movie. All no, right. Not, what? No. Here's, here's the next quote. <laughs> I haven't quote. got a chance to pick yet. Like, here's the, the next quote. Logan. Here's the next quote. This was a fucking asshole of a day. Uh, Dylan. Dylan? Blue Ruin. Nope. Damn it. Anyone else? Um, this was a fucking asshole of a day. Logan. To be fair, the only movie I remember us watching is Blue Ruin in this movie. Logan? McCruber. <laughs> Yeah, Logan's got one point. He's coming uh, back. He wants to pick the movie next week. <laughs> All right. This I'm, is awful. <laughs> I'm not used to talking this much. Blue, Logan. Uh, Dylan. Logan. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan? Oh, was that Blue the, the worst color? No. <laughs> Logan? Blue Ruin. Yes. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you were just saying that you weren't used to talking as much as you're talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, tell us when you're asking questions it's here, man. Come on. Logan, is Logan sure win? I did. All right. Logan is two to one to nothing. You're you're winning, buddy. All right, here's here's the next quote. Je m'appelle Adele. Logan. Logan. <laughs> Logan? 
Blue is the worst my... color. <laughs> yeah! Whoa. Logan is crushing you guys. Shit. I said my name first. I didn't it hear it. like you said yeah. my name. No, you didn't say your name You should might have cracked out. Yes, I did. We're recording it, fortunately. All right, here's another oh. quote. I'm, on, I'm also an alcoholic. Dylan. Dylan? Blue is the warmest. <laughs> Dylan, your, your buzzer is off. We're right. not calling you anymore. Fair enough. I'm also an alcoholic. You guys going to make me say it with an accent? Dylan. Yes. Dylan. They came together. That's right. No, wait, it's not. Oh. I'm also an alcoholic. Dylan. All right. Um, Murdoch, the movie with uh, that guy, with the, um, you know, like the, 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 the guy in it. Logan. Wake it right. Yep, Kevin, you got it. Kevin's what? catching up on you, Logan. We only movie? got a Wake and Fright. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was uh, the one with what's his name who he played the criminal. It wasn't though. That was it. That was it. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, I think. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. This is another quote. Just so you guys don't think I'm just saying this. <laughs> I think this was supposed to be orange juice. Logan. Logan. The double. That's right. Yeah. Oh boy. And let's do one more so you can maybe tie it up. Uh. Oh, hey, that's a pretty cool hawk, cousin. Let's hop. Dylan. Dylan. The sacrament. <laughs> oh. Kevin. Kevin. Uh, that movie. You're trying to remember what it was called, aren't you? Yeah. He's um, cheating. He's looking I it up. No, I'm not. I don't remember the name. All right, Kevin's cheating. You all get one point deducted. Yes. And... Negative one. Oh, shit. Then I'm cheating twice. Uh, here's one more, and don't let the fact that it's in French tip you off to Wait, which movie it is. Why not get to choose <laughs> Kevin. The, the thing for that last one? Do I get a chance to answer Oh, oh uh, you didn't buzz in. Oh, Logan. Yeah. How I Live Now. Yes. God damn it, that's a stupid name. How <laughs> soon is now? Stupid name for a movie. All right. And here's the last question. Don't let the fact that it's in French uh, take you off to which movie it is. Kevin, you get one point deducted. You now have zero points. Kevin. Bonjour, uh, Monsieur Scott Summers. (laughs) Kevin. Kevin? X-Men. You can you remember the name of the movie? X Men: Days of Future Past. All right, that's right. We reviewed that movie. Yeah, because we were gonna we watched Doubles Not, and they're like, "Wow, Kevin had to pick a movie with like child murder in it, and not just Uh, any child murder, like a child murder that actually happened." I thought that was Matt. No, it was Kevin. Kevin, what the fuck? I don't know. It was Matt. Matt picked that. (laughs) Matt was obsessed with that. I thought that was like a that was a Matt a Matt obsession. <laughs> no, that no, was Kevin. I, I got obsessed with watching the documentaries after Kevin picked the movie. Yeah, those are all on HBO Go right now. I kind of am afraid of them. You should watch them. Yeah. They're no, pretty good. So who won? Me? Uh, Did I win? I think I won. I get to pick again. All right. Just kidding. Logan won. Logan yeah. picked that Wait, movie we or not. whatever. I picked X Men. Shut up, Kevin. Yeah, shut up, Kevin. You just screwed it all up. You just like Dylan. Tell Kevin to shut up. Dylan. 
Yes, Dylan? Blue is the warmest color. That's correct. Thank you. He wins. Yes. Our next movie is X-Men. Hey, Logan. Pick that movie now, buddy, or whatever. Nightbreed, the director's cut. Okay. <sighs> is that on Netflix streaming? Yes. Good. Then I guess I'll watch it. Because I is... haven't watched it yet. I've never seen that movie for some reason. Did we just watch Puppet is that Master? A vampire movie? Oh, it's Nightbreed. It's not a vampire movie. It's something. It's by Clyde Barker. It's weird. I've never heard of that. How recent is it? Uh, it's in the. It's an eighties film. It's nineteen. 19- oh, okay. Well, no, it's nineteen ninety apparently. Ooh. Nightbreed. Yeah. You sure it's not a vampire movie? Yes, I am very sure it's not a vampire movie. Does it have Bill Paxton in it? I don't think so. It might. But I think the movie you're thinking of is... Oh, Aliens. No. Shut up, Dylan. <laughs> Aliens. <Sorry. laughs> uh, there was a vampire movie with Bill Paxton. I think it had something to do with Wes Craven. I'm not sure. Did you say Aliens 2? Yes, I did say Aliens 2. <laughs> Aliens 2, also known as Alien 3. Oh, man. Let's see that movie. Alien, Alien 3? Joss Whedon wrote, wrote that. Of the Avengers. Alien into Darkness? Yeah, and it was directed by um, David Fincher. There you go. How could that be? How could that go wrong? What, how could that be bad? <laughs> A Which terrible screenwriter. Why did, did none of you film nerds know that House of Cards was heavily done by David Fincher? I like did know that. No, did you? Why didn't you tell me? I knew no, it was. I thought British you movie. knew that. You said you were watching it. Well, I mean, I, that's how I found out. I started watching it, and then, like the first two episodes are directed by him. That was kind of part of the thing that got me watching it, and then the fact that I was completely uninterested in everything that was happening made me not watch it <laughs> after that in a while. But damn, it makes me want ribs. Yeah, that's weird because uh, we talked about this before, and Kevin like brought that up, and I'm like, that's maybe the only thing I remember from that show <laughs> is him eating ribs. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he just goes to the rib place and has the guy open the rib place up for him, and he eats ribs. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, let's do politics. Yes. Oh no, I disagree. Don't do those politics. Do my politics. Ah, <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I don't really agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> House of Cards. Summer. <laughs> Doesn't he have That's a super a, great whole... accent in that? It's pretty good. Yes, he does. South Carolina. Someone told me that, uh, or, I, or I heard this somewhere, I forget, that um, House of Cards is like prestige simulacra. Like it's supposed to, it has all the elements of an HBO show, but none of like the actual, you know, things that make it good. Imagine, it's, it's um... like, it's it's not bad. It's just, it, uh, just not interested in any of the stuff that is happening in it. If I like politics, well, I like it. In modern day DC. I've never seen Game of Thrones, so now I'll watch House of Cards and I'll imagine Game of Thrones as Washington DC, but in medieval times. No, there's not enough illicit sex in Game of Cards. (laughs) House of Card Games? (laughs) House of Games. There's as much as they can get away with, I guess. What do you mean? There's like no ratings. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. They're not on TV. Yeah, but they want people to watch it. It's not. It's still Netflix. It's not HBO. Although HBO is not TV either. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, 
Yeah. Nightbreed, the director's cut. Yep. Good I'm night, go watch. readers. Yeah. All right. Good night. So, good night, night. everybody. Good, good night. night. Good night to everyone out there. Hang up on this. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hey, Thank You for Talking in the Movies. You can talk to us on Twitter at Plutatmow. And you can email us at HLTATMOW at Gmail. Keep listening. Stitcher iTunes, whatever you want. Do what you want. Believe in yourself. You're a good person. Or at least you have the capacity to be. Good night, everyone. And good night. Like, she's acting as an antenna, and he's acting as an antenna. So if one of them... I would think they would both need to die. Well, I would think. Well, the way it works is I... I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to reread it, but... It's been, like, months since I read it. Oh, you read the book, though? The whole book? Yeah, well, it's an audiobook, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you recording this? I don't know! (laughs)